The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bell. No, I'm Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually Bell. This is the count. <laughs> We're all Bell because this is the, the council, council of, of bells. bells. <laughs> oh man! Of course, this is uh, your number one Flash podcast. Happy to talk with you about Flash every single week that we got a new episode, and also happy to be part of the DC TV Talk Network. Check out some great DC TV shows out there. It says TV Talk. You know the talking. With us, through us, by us, about us. I, I don't know. That's that's not right. But y'all y'all check out Supergirl TV Talk, the Starkfall House of L. Uh, we got Legends TV Talk out there. We got even beyond the DC TV, we got Tolkien TV Talk. Uh, rumor is there's a new Star Wars TV Talk that's coming as well. There's all kinds of talking TVs out there. And I'm not talking, of course, about Mike the TV. I'm talking about some great podcasters. So, yes, DC TV Talk. Shout out to all of those folks. And to the DV, to the TV talking network beyond bell. We have got a great episode to talk about, but first we need to let the people know if they haven't already noticed, they may have heard from last week or may have seen this week that there is an infinity war podcast, an episode of panel to screen that has found its way. It's broken through reality and found its way on the flash TV talk podcast feed. Uh, the, the backstory to this is of course the panel to screen, uh, podcast got hacked, it got virally attacked, and so we needed a place to put that review until everything gets up and running correctly. So those of you who have not yet seen Infinity War, if you're like a DCT or a DC uh, purist and you just refuse to watch anything Marvel, uh, we're not going to judge you for that, but we are going to encourage you to maybe, you know, break out of your comfort zone, see some other stuff. It could be very enlightening. And uh, yeah, so that's a spoiler review. For those of you who are interested, check it out, panel to screen, uh, Infinity War, you will find that on the Flash TV Talk feed at least for a little while. Bell, I think that's all the housekeeping that we got, so shall we do it? Let's do it. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 21 of Season 4, Harry and the Harrisons, directed by Kevin Mock and story by Judelina Neria and Lauren Serto. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Cisco assembles a council of Harrisons to try and come up with a way to stop Harry's intelligence loss. Team Flash reluctantly go to Amunet for help, encountering her successor Norvok in the process. During their battle, Barry insists Amunet must not kill Norvok. 
The team is eventually given a bomb made from Amunet's metal, which will be capable of destroying one of DeVos' satellites, and Harry manages to work out that DeVos' plan might be changing because Marlies is no longer with him. Iris posts an article revealing DeVos' plan, and the residents of Central City begin reporting DeVos sightings, which Iris believes will hamper his ability to remain undetected. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so interesting episode. Interesting episode. There was there was a general sense throughout the entire episode, at least that I felt, of kind of impending doom. Uh, the way that the music and the shots were all cut together, they were all very close up. The music was very intense. Uh, there, were, there were a lot of quick cuts to people having realizations that kind of helped move the plot along very quickly. Uh, despite the fact that we ended up going on some detours along the way, I felt they did a, a decent job of really portraying the fact that we are living under a threat that, like, the bomb could go off at any moment. You know what I mean? Like, it's not this thing's about to happen or this thing, you know, is going to happen down the road or we need to stop this thing from happening. It's it's the realization that all the pieces are in place, that the fact that it hasn't happened yet is almost more disturbing than it actually happening, right? Yeah, like the pin's been pulled on the grenade and you don't know how long the fuse is, right? Like, you know exactly. it's about to happen. You just don't know when. So, you know, there, there's we've we've kind of experienced over the last couple of episodes of Caitlin wrestling with uh, an identity crisis of sorts, wanting to get back Killer Frost, not exactly knowing how best to go about that, trying to use her vast intellect and uh, scientific know-how to get uh, to, to find herself, literally. But she gets this idea, right? We're going to reach out to Amunet because apparently in the off-season, Caitlin once reached out to Amunet who helped her discover killer frost or you know I, I was a little actually kind of confused by this backstory is the idea that caitlin like killer frost was brought out of caitlin by amunet or where, where really did their relationship begin it seemed like that it seemed like caitlin came to amunet because i guess she heard rumors on the wind of a piece of tech and that piece of tech was what brought killer frost back out uh, of course, we learn later that that's just a placebo effect. But yeah, I, I, I take it that she went there, which is why she was, you know, quote, in service to Amunet because she helped Amunet uh, or Amunet helped Caitlin bring Killer Frost out. And so that's why she was working for uh, working mm. for uh, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like uh, uh, that's that's the impression that I got is that she got this piece of tech, tried it on her. It worked, even though Amunet didn't think it would have or whatever. And now Caitlin owes Amunet favors, and that's why she was gone uh, for that six-month period of time. Right. Okay, let's talk about Amunet, man. Okay, so she's a character that was introduced this season. Uh, you know, she's got the Doomfist situation going on, which is, uh, you know, kind of a cool uh, sci-fi ability. It, it gives her kind of this cool aesthetic. You know, she's able to even shoot out these metal projectiles from it. Uh, you, we've seen her be a formidable foe, foe for Team Flash, but she's never really... Uh, okay, so how do I say this? This episode seemed to be the culmination of her character, at least this season. You know, the way in which she went out, the fact that she was able to help out the team, you know, there was almost kind of this Captain Cold-esque rapport that she was able to build up between Barry and specifically Caitlin. But is this it for Amunet? Like, was this the purpose that she existed this season was to, I guess help Caitlin realize the power was within her all along. 
I don't know. Honestly, I really wasn't a big fan of her presence in this episode because I felt like that's all it was, was just a moment for her to say, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, you had it in you all along, like that classic trope. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really a big fan, and I'm sitting there thinking, the Flash can run near the speed of light. Why can't he take uh, a rock the size of a baseball and throw the thing at a freaking satellite? Yeah. You can't, you can't take over. There's no tech in a, in a rock. He can just throw it. And like when you when you can accelerate something at that speed, you know, everything else is relatively still. So it's 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 not even like you have to worry about like hitting it. It's <laughs> why, why do you need Amunet? Why do you need to go to this woman? I guess obviously Caitlin, you know, wanted them to go there just because she had her, ul- her ulterior motives. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. I was I, was, I, I kind of wish it was Caitlin who, who discovered that it was within her the, the whole time and not had somebody had to tell her that, you know, I figured that might have been a, a bigger character moment for her was having her realize that uh, uh, it's it's the power is within her. Right. And and not the whole, oh, don't worry. It's been in you. The, the, the magical baseball bat wasn't magical at all. It was in you the whole time, you know, uh, right. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so so Amunet definitely has her fan base. And, you know, I get it. She's got that kind of crazy, very Britishness to her, uh, which is great, which is fun. And you do get kind of the the insanity thing going on. Although I feel like we've gotten got too much insanity. This uh, episode like- specific, uh, particularly, yeah. Like her smile was like I was like she should be the Joker. Like that's a crazy huge smile. <laughs> Yeah, but like I feel like everybody's trying to be the Joker. Like I feel like that's the go-to for a lot of people who try to make a unique, you know, quote-unquote unique comic book villain. Like you know, maybe it's the direction that they're given like, "Oh, we really want this to be like, you know, this is Caitlyn's Joker." And then they really kind of dive into that concept hard. Or, "Oh, this is the Flash's Joker with, you know, Trickster and Trickster Jr." Which to be fair, the Trickster is <laughs> he is kind of the Flash's jokester. Yeah. But 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 still like the the insanity thing i feel like we've seen done over and over again she had kind of a british twist to it which was cool uh and she also had kind of her unique power set but it's been difficult to try to identify what her motivation really is she was she was doing this kind of metahuman trafficking thing she's been laying low she goes away and she doesn't really seem all that bummed about anything she's just kind of like going with it yeah i don't know the the flesh uh this season has had issues with a lot of its ancillary characters, especially a lot of the bus metas about being very, very one dimensional and, uh, you know, tropey and, and, and things like that. And I feel like Amy, that's kind of one of those like, yeah, she doesn't like, why was she working with DeVoe? Was it self-preservation? Was it whatever? Was it just her desire to do bad stuff, which is, you know, a terrible way to write a villain? Because uh, there, there's no there's no motivation for her whatsoever outside of maybe she was scared of DeVoe. But even then, she didn't really show it. I mean, that's just me I know. guessing. Uh uh, I, I mean, I think she's fun and I think she, you know, she served her purpose earlier and stuff like that for the, for the Caitlin story arc. And that's obviously why she's here now is to kind of pull to, you know, draw a close to that Caitlin story arc. But I mean, overall as a vil- villain, she wasn't very, uh, wasn't very compelling or, uh, you know, interesting. She can shoot stuff with, you know, yeah. metal. And- yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, we'll, we'll see what, um, Obviously, she'll probably come back into play in the future. I, I do feel like she had kind of this, or maybe they might have even been trying to establish her as a Captain Cold, like a replacement for Captain Cold. You know, he when when we first got Snart, he was that 
you know, reoccurring villain. You got that he was yeah. somebody special. He wasn't just like a one-off rogue. And really none of the Flash's rogues have been totally one-off because you always know they could potentially come back and many of them have. But Snart was different. With Snart, you knew that like he was when he showed up, it meant something. And Amunette seemed to have that same type of like era or aura around her, but it never actually meant anything. It never actually seemed to mean anything um, too terribly significant. But it was fun seeing Team Flash team up with the villain and you know that 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 can be fun. That that that's a sure sure. That's a fun fun concept. But I mean, the difference to me between Captain Cold and between Amunet, uh, obviously, there's the name recognition of Captain Cold being you know one of the Flash's primary rogues. But that aside, right. Wentworth Miller did a great job with the character, and not to say anything against Katie Sackhoff because I like her too. I think she's a great actress. But I mean, I don't really necessarily oh, think it's her fault that the character wasn't done well. You know, uh, and it, it's it, like Captain Cold. I was waiting, you know, on bated breath for his next appearance in the Flash. Amunet showed up this episode and I was like, oh, eh, mm." yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about it all season, but this is, I think season four of the flash will definitely go down in history. I mean, at this point we've got two episodes left in in the season. It's safe to say this will be, this is going to be like the, it's going to be like the last Jedi of, of, of the flash seasons. Like it's just going to be like, well, that's not even fair actually, because last Jedi is more of like either you love it or hate, you hate it. I don't think that's the case with this, with this season. This is more of like, when the episode is on, like when it does, like when it's in, like good, it's not just good, it's incredible. Like they've had some of the most incredible episodes this season in the entire series. But when it's not incredible, it's just been bleh at yeah. best. Cause, yeah, because no particular episode I've been like, that was bad. Like that was just bad and I didn't want to see it. Uh, but either, yeah, like you said, either the episodes have been awesome and I was like that was a great episode of TV uh, or great episode of Flash not just that a great episode of just you know TV right, uh, right. Uh, or it's just been like man I mean and that's you know, the thing. I'm going to go fold yeah. my laundry while this episode's on because it's just not <laughs> that great right that's that's good we should do like a folding laundry scale as kind of the, the low bar <laughs> this is yeah. thumbs up to folding laundry on this one well, and, and, you know, we've talked about it before with seasons past, you know, I'm, I'm thinking very specifically of the way that Zoom in particular was handled, that at the very tail end, it felt as though they, they didn't quite know where they wanted the landing to be. So it kind of like, oh, we're, we're going to race because I want to destroy the, the multiverse and I'm Jay Garrick. Like, wait, what? Huh? Like it was just, it was kind of a little bit out of left field and seemed kind of like a uh, rush and somewhat of a retcon of what came before. Yeah. Well, it felt like a mid season rewrite is what it felt like. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even kind of later into the game, honestly than that, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what it felt like. And so, but at the same time there was, you know, it was a good story. that was kind of building to that. It just didn't quite stick the landing in, in my opinion with how they uh, twisted the character of Jay Garrick. Uh, in last last season, you know the mystery element of it. In fact, that's been kind of something big throughout the the, the three seasons leading up to this one, is that mystery has really been a, a large part of the story. And mystery has kind of been missing this episode. We haven't felt the detective nature of detective comics in this particular season. And while there have been little mysteries here and there, most of the big mysteries aren't going to really, I, I don't think, play into effect until next season. Like season five has the potential to be incredible with what they're laying down right now in terms of breadcrumbs. But 
beyond that, I just kind of feel like we're just waiting for season five to happen. Like, I want to know what's going on with Dawn. I want to, you know, we, there's so much speculation about who this baby is and how that plays into Dawn Allen and what's going on. And we all know that's not going to pay off until next season. So in the meantime, we're just kind of waiting for Barry and the crew to, to finish off the thinker so that we can kind of get back to the flash. I mean, is that, is that too is that too harsh? Is that, is that fair? Or what do you think about that? No, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Like with, with, with the thinker, I, I was thinking that <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. impossible not to go there. Yeah. I know. I know. I didn't mean uh, with the thinker being the villain this season. I was thinking that uh, perhaps this would be a great opportunity to sort of show the genius mind that Barry Allen has and have mm. him think of these different things like, Oh, this is what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, the 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 reveal is that, ah, yes, the thinker thought of that and Barry's plan was thwarted and kind of like, you know, have that sort of like a reoccurring theme where even even drop in little hints so that fans kind of think what Barry's thinking and so that the fans get that same kind of like, oh, we got him now. And then it turns out no. And, and but you, the thing is, like with that kind of stuff, you got to write it well, right? You know, you you got to you got to lay the yeah. groundwork so that you think that. And then when you explain that that's not what it is, and this is how I thwarted you, that has to make even more sense than the groundwork that you laid earlier, because otherwise it's just like, oh, that's dumb, you know. Um, and and they've done that before, and that's that's the thing. Like there's there's talent behind this team, but they've, sure. they've been able to do those kind of bait and switches in a very satisfying way. But but I think you're right. I think that we went into the season like many thinking that this was going to be a huge challenge for Barry. That's going to expose some of who he is beyond what we have seen. And the direction they chose to take was more of a personal journey of Barry through the lens of his relationship with Ralph, which was either you enjoyed it or you didn't. Um, and I think that's kind of unfortunate because on top of that, we also had the addition of all of these new characters and, and Ralph ended up being kind of the, the emotional, the story sink of the season. And Barry took a backseat to his own show. And on top of that, the characters that we've come to know and love also took a backseat. And so now that we're in the latter half, we are starting to get to see that Caitlin development that we've wanted to see for quite some time. We've, we've gotten some, some good moments with Cisco here at the tail end. We've wanted to see that Harry development that we're finally getting that, uh, that we haven't gotten to see, you know, all season. Uh, Joe is still kind of backseated. Iris has returned here in the last, last bit back to her, uh, more journalistic roots and kind of are setting her up for, you know, who she may be in the future with, with what's coming next. And so th- there are elements of this last half of the season that, that I, for one, am enjoying and have been looking forward to. But I'm also very keenly aware that they're also coming at the expense of development for our title character, that Barry the Flash is still facilitating that backseat role of his own show. And so, you know, in the in the coming season, you know, with with potentially Harry maybe going back to Earth 2 uh, and Eobard Thawne being, be, you know, in, in the guise of, you know, wearing the face of Harrison Wells, of, of basically Tom Kavanaugh uh, still being on the show, just in a, in a different capacity. Um, and then, you know, potentially some of, I, I think it might be time for some of these characters to take a step back so that we don't feel their loss. Like, let, let's say that, you know, um, uh, you know, shoot, I don't know. Like, who's expendable? <laughs> well, okay, here's an example, right? Uh, yeah. On Legends of Tomorrow this season, uh, this this is going to be a, a spoiler for Legends of Tomorrow if you haven't seen it, so I apologize. Uh, but uh, you have Dr. Martin Stein gets killed. 
and uh, this is, you know, it's it's a huge thing for the team. And there's a crisis of confidence in Jax, who believes that, you know, as Firestorm, uh, he is uh, uh, since he's no longer able to be Firestorm, that he is, you know, a detriment to the team uh, because like, you know, Zari is better at doing his engineering stuff than he is and all that kind of stuff. And and so he ends up he leaves. Right. He leaves and he goes and uh you know they they have a, they have a send off and a farewell to him, and so I, I feel like that's something they could do with with uh, with with Harry. Uh, you know, because with his intelligence gone, you know the team's like great, and I'm sure he's going to be like, you know what, I can't help you guys out as much, but now I can go be a dad, right? Because I care about people now. I was so smart earlier that I'm no longer empathetic, and now I'm empathetic, and so I want to go spend time with my family. And so, bam, sure. he's gone. Write him off, right? Um, well, okay. Well, let me let me say this. Maybe maybe it's not about who's expendable in terms of our main characters, but maybe it's more about like how to focus on them tied more to the main story. Like this episode, we had this whole altercation between Norvak and and Amunet that was like quintessential to their personal stories, but who cares? Because Amunet, you know, like she she's just kind of a she's kind of here for a little bit and then she's gone. Like she doesn't have. I I could be totally wrong. And if I am, if like you you're if you're watching this show and Amunet is like your favorite character, then I then correct me. Like like let let me know. I I I really do want to know that. But like, does her overthrowing Norvok does that really need to take up so much time? Like, does that even need to exist as a story? Well, couldn't uh, they just Norvok her? overthrowing her then her overthrowing Norvok again? Well, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that that kind of criminal politics aspect of this for two like C list D list characters at best. Honestly, like, is is that really where we need to be spending this time, or could we be diving more into uh, you know a Barry story arc? Um, you know, and I know. You know, part of this was, you know, Barry and Iris had their, their story arc there. And I'm not trying to say that's not important. That is. But how is the Flash combating the thinker? Like, it just seems like he's kind of sitting back waiting for everybody else to figure this out. Yeah. And and that, that's why I think, you know, you're, you're going to have to start not killing off, but just excusing characters. Like, I love Papa Joe. Papa Joe's done so much for this show over the over the several seasons that we've had that like you know he's made Barry you know who he is he's he's been that you know emotional support mm-hmm. that father figure and everything I don't feel like there's too much more that you can tell with him and so with Cecile having a baby I think that's a prime opportunity for them to say hey I can't do this team flash crap anymore I got a kid no. now but see the hashtag Danielle West man like it's very possible that that baby's gonna play a, a large role into what comes next sure sure possibly but like that's the thing. We're sitting here talking about how do we make this show more about the Flash, and that that you, you got to take out ancillary characters. Like, yeah, bring it down yeah. to Barry, Iris, and like a couple more, and then focus the stories on the Flash and the relationship, the the the, the, the you know f- few relationships that Flash has, and how they solve those problems together, as opposed to it being like the Flash standing around and everybody else doing the stuff for him while he goes and has a cry session with Ralph. So to me, man, Wells is the most expendable character. And, and I love, I love Harry. Like, you know, he, he's, he's, he's likely my favorite iteration of, of the Harrison Wells is the multiverse. Agreed. Like I love, you know, who he was on earth too. I love who he has been to our team. I loved his arc in, in uh, the second season. And I was really excited to see him return this season. Uh, and, and I've actually been enjoying his kind of, you know, uh, degrading of his mind. I actually did have probably the largest laugh out loud moment this episode with him drawing the happy faces yes. and then like pausing and then like, do, do y'all need me to, do y'all need me to explain this to you? <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> and, he, 
He played it so well. Like he played that so straight too. Like it was oh, that was that was comedy freaking gold. Yeah. Like all right, like let, let's be honest. Hats off to Tom Cavanaugh. He's had so much fun with this role and with the Council of uh, of Harrisons. Like you know the the rejects of the Council of Wells. You know, it's fun. You could tell that he has a lot of fun with the character and all these wacky uh, things that that the Harrison Wells have crossed the multiverse uh, have have found themselves into. Uh, including your your boy, all right, all right, all right, Wells. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing that that's what sucks about it is I, you know, I agree. Like I love Harry as a character. I love Tom Cavanaugh, uh, but yeah, I just I just don't know what else they can do with him. And you know, it, it's one of those things where I I really do think they should they they got to narrow down the number of characters that they have. And yeah. uh, like if they want to, like I, I want Tom Cavanaugh on the show, but if we're gonna have him on the show. It's bring back Eobard, you know, <laughs> bring back Eobard. I think you're exactly right. See, that's that's the thing. So, like, you know, you take him off of Team Flash, you take Joe, uh, you take Joe off. I mean, like, I, I hear you. I love Joe. But, you know, we've we've basically not had Joe this season and we've only just felt it because I guess the, his lack of presence has hurt because we know he's supposed to be there. But if he was to take a step back. You know, if him and Cecile were to kind of, you know, move off to wherever uh, or, or something of that nature, or maybe they're kidnapped. Maybe they could be kidnapped by Danielle West and they have to go and save Joe and Cecile by the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like there, there's ways that you can re- like take them out of the picture for a while, narrow down the, the team and go from there. But we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, maybe that's that's probably gone a little bit too kind of high concept when we're supposed to be really talking about this specific episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you know, so like I said, Amunet does kind of help Caitlin have that realization. She provides them with the tools they need to take down these satellites. The question, of course, has been what has been going on. And Harry, through his more empathetic side after his uh, time with the Council of, of Harrisons, has discovered or figured out that DeVoe is hurting. His motivation is no longer there. Last episode, we saw this big uh, clash between the thinker and the mechanic, and it kind of, you know, leaves us to wondering, where exactly is DeVoe? Where, why is he holding back? Now, before we actually get to that, um, I already mentioned that Iris is, has gone back to her journalistic roots. We talked about this last episode. We were kind of confused as to you know whether or not that was happening. Turns out, yes, it is. And her and Barry have kind of this this difference of opinions as to how best they can serve the city. Should they keep everybody from panicking, or should they let everybody know that there is this madman out there who is trying to eradicate the intelligence of of the world that they know? Bell, where do you fall on that on that uh, argument? Are you Team Iris or you Team Barry? I think full fledged Team Iris on this one. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, uh, I I feel that pl- like keeping stuff. Uh, there's certain situations where you want to keep stuff. You know, uh, play it close to the vest. Is that what they say? Yeah, close to the chest or close to the vest. I think either one works. Yeah, yeah. There's there's certain situations where that kind of stuff I think is is important. Like who do you let into your secret circle, right? Like who do you tell who you are? And I feel Barry's so fast and loose with that information. He has no right to tell Iris anything about releasing information about. <laughs> I'm the flash. Yeah. He's sitting there just, just like, you know, getting drunk and saying it, or he's like, Oh, what's up, Aminette? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and clearly like that was another thing too. It's like if Aminette can just, she knows that, Oh, this is the speedster that was in the prison. Right. right, and, right, right. and like, you know, every single bus meta, he's been like, no, here's my face. You know, let me help you. 
And and <laughs> that's the most important thing to him is to keep that identity secret. <laughs> but to tell people out there, look, there's this dude, here's what he looks like, and he is trying to do this stuff. And that stuff is going to be bad, and it's going to impact everybody on the planet. And we need your help then absolutely like you know put that information out there uh uh let people know uh because that's you know it's it's there i guess there's the argument of like you know mass hysteria and panic and things like that but you know what? you could have amateur astronomers be like oh cool i found this satellite that's not on the registry perhaps it's devos maybe you should i don't know throw a rock at relativistic speeds flash right at this object that's right here <laughs> there's a lot of resources out there and granted they have a lot of that tech they have satellites they have all that kind of stuff but there's only so many people right they can't be watching everything all the time and so when you have an entire city behind you helping you i say go for it i mean i i i think that's i think that's a wise idea i think you know uh uh cutting off places that devoke can hide i mean granted he's got pocket dimensions so he's kind of you know pretty good in the hiding uh area but you know you, you you cut off places where he can come out into the open and and operate freely right so you know just like you have wanted posters right you put wanted posters out so you get that person's face out there so that people can see oh i think i saw that guy and uh you know it's it's uh i, I i'm pro i'm i'm also on on a on a separate note just the fact that they're that they're bringing back blogger iris is just great and I mm. want to see them focus on that. And I want to see them bring that back. She's been great as like a team lead, kind of like team mom sort of thing. But, you know, a writer's is what she was in the comics. And I think a writer is, is, is something that they can, uh, you know, use to strengthen her character and, and uh, bring her back to those sort of, uh, you know, comic book sort of roots. And so I, I'm rooting for it on, the, on those two levels there. Uh, but but what, do you disagree? You think this is a bad idea? Well, you know, actually, you've you've done a good job actually of convincing me otherwise, because, um, you know, my thought is, you know, I, I was kind of going back to the men in black theory that, you know, a person is smart, but people are, you know, stupid, irrational and, you know, uh, cause a panic. And so the thought is that, you know, sharing into information with an individual is one thing, putting it out there for everybody is a, a whole nother thing entirely. So that that was kind of where I fell. But no, you're you're exactly right. It, it's a smart move on their part. And it makes a lot of sense from that aspect. And I'm with you. Blogger Iris is a, a, a great use of her character. It's more true to her comic book version. And I think it's more of a, a powerful, you know, utility, so to speak, to the team than what she has been doing. Uh, Bella, I, you know, I've, I've been uh, recently, relatively recently, since I started playing this game, Sea of Thieves, uh, to keep up with what's going on in that community. I, I found myself back on Reddit which I uh, hadn't been uh -oh. on for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm on, on the, uh, one of the places I subscribed to back in the day was the, uh, the, the, you know, the flash Reddit subreddit, whatever it's called. And so, you know, I, whenever I go in to, to check my little Reddit app, I always see what's going on in the Reddit community. And, uh, suffice to say, there's a, a large population in the Reddit community that treat Iris, uh, in, in much the same way as some people treat Felicity. And I'm not talking about the fans here. I'm talking about kind of the, some of the, the haters out there. And you know, I, I'm I'm we, we are very much pro Iris on the on this show and and always have been. But I did see one meme uh, or, or something of that nature that I thought was pretty funny, saying that uh, it's I think the the post was something to the extent of saying it, it's good to see Iris return back to, uh, you know, return back to a, a journalist because for a while there it just seemed like she was playing real life Pokemon with the way that she was saying, all right, now use your speed attack, you know, it's super effective. Now now use a Caitlin, use Ice Blast. You know, oh, that, man. That sort of thing. Yeah. I, you mean to tell me that you found a place on the internet full of misogynistic trolls? 
who, who you know, have terrible not, ideas about women. I, I you know, I'm not going to say of all places. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, that 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 that's a fair like that that's a fair description of many people i'm sure that find themselves in that camp but i I, you know if if somebody's not your favorite character i don't think that you can paint such a broad brushstroke from that standpoint so you know there there are people that iris just is not their favorite character and never will be and that's true of all the characters right there's some people out there that don't like tom cavanaugh and don't like harrison wells or you know obviously i'm I'm one of those people that that don't like ralph you know like this I, you know, I, I, I'd like to do a study and I'd like to take a, uh, a, a poll basically where you give, uh, you know, you, you give your gender and then you give your most disliked character in each movie or show or movie or whatever. And, uh, I would like to see, uh, how many dudes don't like women characters. <laughs> but see, all right, so here's, here's, here's what, here's, here's why I can't totally sign off on you that. Cause I'm not a fan of, of Felicity or the Olicity story on, uh, on, on arrow. You sure. know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, and I think that that's because it, it's, it has little to do with the character per se and more to do a bit of the attention that that, that storyline is given. No, I think it's more to do uh, with now, the fact that you're a misogynist. Yeah, no, you're a horrible person. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, you know, because I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I see a lot of complaints about, oh, God, what? Wow. I wish I could remember the specific example, but it was something that Iris did. And, uh, uh, oh, gosh, I want to, was it last season? Because you and I, you and I talked about it and we had the same idea, and everybody else was like, uh, well, I remember in general how she was kind of becoming the, the team manager and the team leader, you know, of Team Flash. And a lot of people had problems with that, but we loved it. We were like, oh, this this makes a lot of sense. This, you know, this is a good, you know, it speaks to kind of who her, uh, you know, what her what her talents are and how she can kind of play a, an important role on the team. Yeah, man. I, some, some people really didn't like that idea. And to be fair, it did get to the point where, like, you know, the like I said, the Redditor kind of pointed out it, she was just kind of playing human Pokemon Go or human, yeah. human Pokemon. And I was like, oh, that's actually... Now that is kind of true, it, and it's nice to see her back to a little bit more of a you know a role outside of you know what goes on in Star Labs because I feel like too much of the show has been spent inside of Star Labs, and we need somebody to kind of connect with the people of Central City in a way that our metahumans can't do anymore. Uh, and so, as the most human of of the char- of the characters, it, it makes sense that she would you know facilitate that role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's interesting. I'll, I'm curious to see what what thoughts we have. Uh, don't get me wrong, the, a lot of you know the the character and, and the direction they've taken Iris West in, in particular has suffered from a lot of misogynist as well as racist out there and and kind of the uh, vitriolic response to you know uh, to you know the casting of Candace and everything else. So that is definitely out there. But there's a lot of people too that you know maybe maybe they're not you know, they're not too excited with the fact that you know, somebody who should be a journalist akin to Lois Lane is instead playing more of the, you know, the quote unquote guy in the chair role. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's a, I think that's a fair, not criticism. to downplay the guy in the chair role. Cause that's no, an important no. role, but yeah. Iris, <laughs> Iris, I think, you know, I, yeah, I, I, you know, her, her character, at least the, the roots of it in the comics is not a guy in the chair role. Right. And so, you know, the, the, we are the flash thing is what they should be focusing on and not the, uh, you know, (laughs) go Charmander. Let me tell you, you, Bell. (laughs) Let me tell you, Bell. There's a lot of people on the Reddit, uh, the subreddit that do not like the, we are the flash. What? (laughs) People on Reddit don't like things. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I know. Well, anyway, uh, but, you know, shouts out to the subreddit group, because, uh, like I said, I've been enjoying reading a lot of the, the comments and the discussion that are going on there. And not to paint everybody there with the broad brush stroke, right. there's a lot of people that are, are, are you know, for, for just as many people that say they don't like something, there are people on there that say they do like something. And, yeah, and obviously I'm not know? talking about everyone who uses Reddit, but, you know, yeah, because Reddit is a useful tool and I use it, and there's a lot of good thoughts on Reddit, just as, just as there are a lot of bad thoughts on Reddit, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the internet. Yeah, it's 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 the internet. You know, it's the the. <laughs> I can't say the word on here, but it's the uh, internet blank wad theory that uh, uh, Penny Arcade coined so many so many eons ago, where it's uh you know you take normal person plus anonymity plus internet equals total blank wad. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow, it doesn't happen to everybody, well, hey, but when it does, it's bad. <laughs> well, hey man, speaking of anonymity, the the word that you just said, onomatopoeia. Uh, speak. Speaking of that, man, uh, yeah, the thinker, he's out there, but he's not doing anything. And that's going to lead us to this week's Speedster Speculation. All right. So the thinker, we saw him have this falling out with the mechanic and this kind of epic showdown between the two of them. The mechanic, you know, she she, you know, pieces out, she deuces, she's gone. And we are left with a thinker who is something of a broken man. Now, Harry has theorized in his more empathetic state that the mechanic was the reason for his being, that she was his motivation for doing everything that he's doing. But is that the case? With their backstory, he was on this route to wipe out the, you know, the technological advancements of man and just in general the advancements of man for quite some time. And he even adapted it beyond what his original vision was and certainly beyond what her desires were. So... No, what, I, what's he doing? I, I agree with Harry. I, I really do. And I think that was kind of the point of the whole uh, uh, subplot that they had with the uh, 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 with Marlies going to do the relief work in Africa, build the filter and then like, you know, uh, the, the, the things with their relationship, because it, it essentially showed to me that he has a very unhealthy bond with her. Uh, and she may not necessarily share that clearly because she split up with him, but he is obsessed with her in a way that is very unhealthy. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with Harry's sentiment. I think that, that she the only reason that he's doing is, be, is be, the only reason that the thinker is doing this is because he has uh, this bond with her and he wants to do it for her and with her. And if he can't do it with her, even though he is uh lost a lot of who he was when he became the thinker he's still got that unhealthy connection with her and so now that she's out of the picture he's kind of neutered if you will uh, so i do agree mm. with harry on that i i think that 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 definitely is still his motivation he still uh only really cares about her and like he wants to rule the world as like a king and queen kind of thing uh, interesting so i i guess there was some aspect that i never really kind of pieced together but do you think the device they were building was going to affect her? Because ideally, theoretically, this was going to infect everybody on the planet. Is the idea that while they're in a pocket dimension, they would not be impacted by it? That would be my guess. Huh. So if she's no longer in the pocket dimension, do you think he's holding out because he, right. even though they had a fallout... He doesn't want to he doesn't melt her brain. To... Because she understood him, right? She, under she understands where he's coming from. He, 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 I'm sure he didn't share those feelings that he had with a lot of people because they would look at him funny or put him in prison for being like a terrorist, you know, uh, <laughs> for writing like a manifesto and all that kind of stuff. But she got it. She understood it uh, doubly so after uh, uh, the, the incident in, uh, in Africa. 
And so it's like when you when you meet that kindred spirit, and you have that unhealthy connection that, that he does with her. He's not going to sit there and risk that. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. But uh, when she peaced out like uh, uh, the episode before last and then this episode was talking about an unlikely ally, I was thinking this is when they were going to join up. Right. When Marlies was going to come into Team Flash, they're going to have this fight. And I was like, wait a second. Hold on. We're all after the same thing here. <laughs> uh, mm. So so I'm curious with only two episodes left as to when she's going to play her hand with Team Flash. You know, it, it's it's kind of this was the episode I was expecting it just because the whole unlikely ally thing. And then we got this whole Amunet side plot that was like, eh, whatever, uh, take it or leave it. But uh, yeah, I, I so I don't know where she is. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. My guess is that the thinker is trapped inside that force field and just can't leave, uh, which could maybe be the reason why he hadn't set the bomb off yet. Is she uh, disconnected him from it, like, you know, imprisoned him in, in the uh, in the force field so that he can't reach the console or anything like that. Right. Uh, which which is another idea. I'm thinking it's because she's outside. She would be affected by it. Uh, but I don't know. Thinker is so disconnected now that maybe it could be that he has been imprisoned in the pocket dimension by Marlies and he can't actually physically get to the console to start it. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. And, and that's why I was kind of confused when we didn't see Marlies show so up he, la- this episode uh, was because I'm like, okay, well, once you going to play her hand? And so, you know, if, if she's gone, it's, it, it's gotta be one of those two things. Either he doesn't want to do it because he's still, uh, despite his lack of empathy, now he still has a connection with her, or he can't because he's in the force field. But 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 he still has the ability of the the hippie dude to like teleport out of there. Uh, right? yes, but maybe it's something weird, or maybe it's something with how she made the force field. Uh, that does the force field dampen powers? Is that what happened with Barry? No, because he phased through it. Uh. So I don't know if he'd yeah. be able to create a pocket dimension. Maybe the force field's close. And so it's like he'd create it, but it's too far away and he can't step out of it. And then if he stepped into it, there's no guarantee that he wouldn't be just in another force field when he came back in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, hmm. I, I think, I think it is the fact that he does not want to like main, like main brain melt his wife. Like, I think, I think you're onto something with that. Like when it comes down to it, until he can guarantee her safety, he's not going to pull the trigger. Which would be interesting, though, because the reason why she left him was because he wasn't Clifford anymore. But think about it. So if he I, probably from his crazy you know, logic, if if he if he's able to protect, like, let's let's say he he gets her uh, in, in a pocket dimension, pulls the trigger. Everybody on the rest of the earth is like, you know, primates. If we're all if we're all like, you know, drooling idiots. And so suddenly they are essentially the last two people on earth with, with intellect. Then like, you know, I think he's, he's wanting kind of like a Stockholm type situation. Like, Hey, fall back in love with me because who, who else you got? It's just, yeah, me. potentially. I don't know. I mean, I that does sound like based on who we've seen him to be, I would not put it past him for that to be his plan at this, at this stage in the game. Yeah, that would be interesting. It's it, I mean, I, I know it gets back to like what we said before, but it is it is slightly disappointing that the thinker has kind of become so bleh. like just this nerdy, sad, kind of pathetic dude. 
Like for all the buildup on who he was, you know, Eobard Thawne geeking out about meeting him and people with future knowledge knowing that he's going to be like, you know, one of the Flash's biggest rogues, biggest villains, like to have it so that he's just kind of this i don't know man i've, I've been I'm, I'm that's why I was, I'm, I'm a little disappointed yeah man, little that's disappointed. what you know i was talking about earlier is i think it had been greater to have the flash get defeated by him multiple multiple times this season uh as opposed to just it's been like a handful right like uh he comes in and then wins the day and then oh yeah i mean the killing ralph was like the big that was the that was the big failure moment right like that was the the snap, if you will. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. That was his big fail. That was the big fail. But like, you know, there, there are also the little fails with the prison outbreak and or the prison breakout. Uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a big like, that was that was a good episode, too. Like, you know, when when the thinker's been on, like those are some of the best episodes of the, of the season. Yeah. When the, th- when the you know thinker I mean? and like, the flash have been on the same screen together. Those have been good things. I just I feel like there's been few and far between of those. Yeah, I feel like there's been there, yeah. there, there hasn't been enough times of the Thinker and the Flash facing off for me to say that was a formidable opponent. Savitar was like always there whooping the Flash's butt, like just dragging yeah, him, dra- you know, like literally dragging him across dragging the city him. and stuff like that, being like, <laughs> "I am better than you." And, and you know, and here's proof. Thinker's like, "Oh, I've outsmarted you again. I've gotten my stuff," but. It doesn't feel like on the same scale. It doesn't, I, you know, I, I know Savitar being faster than Flash is like a huge thing, but it, 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 I just feel like, I don't know, the thinker being smarter than him. I guess I guess I just wanted there to be more interactions. I, I really like the early wheelchair interactions between Flash and Thinker because you can kind of mm, like it yes. felt a lot like, you know, there's this there's this, you know, intelligence behind him. And like Barry was getting frustrated that he couldn't uh, uh, get the information that he needed. And like as the series progressed, there's the less and less of that frustration I felt from Barry's part. Like, I think Barry Allen should be fighting Clifford DeVoe and the flash should be fighting thinker. And those should be like two different dynamics in those fights, but it stopped being Clifford versus Barry after the whole murder thing. And it's just thinker versus flash. And it kind of, it's, it's, it's like half the story, I guess you could say. Cause I yeah. think that, I mean, I, I, and I did, I did like Barry in prison. I thought those were some really great episodes as well. I, yeah, I, but I hear you. Like it hasn't been. It, it's been Barry feeling those defeats for a while, right? Like the the thinker putting the Flash in prison. That was, that was a pretty big. That's a pretty big big victory for for the thinker for DeVoe. Yeah, I think um, maybe it would have been better if instead of the bus metas getting killed, they had been members of Team Flash. There, yeah, I said I, it. I, I hear you. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. I hate that, but yeah. Because I mean, why would like Eobard maybe Caitlyn should have. Maybe died? I don't know. Because like that's the thing. It's like what would what would a villain give props to another villain for? Killing off all of his friends and family. Yeah, I think mm. so. Right. Or you failed to protect these people. Ha ha ha. But it's like yeah, you know, Flash failed to protect his mom and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah, you know, you're not you're not wrong. Like if if if. Instead of all these bus metas, he had taken Caitlyn. And so the thinker was Caitlyn for a while before getting Ralph and then like shifting back into the thinker. And then ideally, I mean, we're still making the assumption that perhaps there's a way for Ralph to return by the. Yeah, by the but I mean, well, there may just, not there's be. Just, you know, there's all the question of like, OK, well, you know, you had all these bus metas that had a specific purpose and 
DeVoe needed all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, honestly, what we're talking about here is a complete rewrite the entire season. So obviously it would never work, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I wanted to see more Clifford Berry interactions and more Cliff uh, flash thinker interactions, because those are two different ways where Barry can be bested. And, and right now it just feels like it's just, it's just the one Avenue as the flash Barry is getting bested because he's out of prison. He exonerated himself and all that kind of stuff. And so it feels like he's bested, clifford at that point but he hadn't beat the thinker well at this point man we we know we know what the end game is we know what his weapon is and it's just a matter of it all kind of coming together with what i you know i'm I'm still got a lot of hope that it'll be a a very satisfying conclusion to to what has been kind of a uh, all over the place type of season but hey man we got something this week that we haven't had in a while yeah what's that it's a news flash (laughs) oh snap yeah DC Universe announced this month as the upcoming video on demand service from DC Entertainment, basically bringing the DC TV in a Netflix style experience with some original ordered series and even some in development. Man, this is where you'll be able to watch Titans, uh, this new series Swamp Thing that's coming out. Of course, Young Justice Outsiders that many of us have been waiting on for so, so long. Uh, A Harley Quinn adult animated series. And, and this is exciting, as well, Metropolis, which is going to be kind of a Smallville-esque uh, type of origin story, but specifically on the characters of Lex and Lois. Uh, man, I'm I'm super stoked for uh, for this new uh, streaming series. What, what are you thinking about DC Universe, man? Well, uh, I'm I'm excited that it's the TV shows because that's what DC has done pretty much flawlessly is, is their TV. They've done they've done a you know real good job with it. It'll be nice to it'll be nice to have everything have a nice home. Uh, hopefully it's, it's not going to be, cause I, I've had to watch a couple episodes of the flash this season on the CW mm. and it's, you know, you got a 42 minute episode and you got like 42 minutes of ads that you can't fast forward through and you got to like turn off your freaking, uh, uh, you know, uh, ad blocker and all this kind of stuff. And like, I, I mean, I, I, if it's a Netflix style thing, I'm hoping that it's going to be some sort of pay service. And so, you know, I can opt in and watch ad free stuff if i want if it's not going to be that if it's going to be free have an ad free tier and and let me just let me just do that because i'm so tired of watching (laughs) videos and commercials and ads and all this stuff but yeah overall i think that'll be neat like i'm I'm excited for teen titans i think that's going to be cool or titans i guess is what they're calling it uh 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 the 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 lois and lex smallville show sounds kind of interesting I'm I'm really fascinated by that concept because it's it's not going to be a Superman origin story per se. You know, it's called Metropolis. I think it's a you know kind of a mirroring of Gotham, and even that naming convention, like I said, kind of draws back to Smallville. Uh, that that series is in development. Uh, we know that Titans has been you know they've been working on this for quite some time. That's supposed to premiere in 2018 this year. Uh, Swamp Thing is going to premiere in 2019. Young Justice Outsiders is coming in 2018. Uh, we don't yet have a premiere date for the Harley Quinn adult animation series. But, man, this will be animated me, stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Of course, with Young Justice and, and Harley, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. you know. To me, man, we it's it's time. Like we need to we need to increase the DC TV talk, Justice League, in a, in a major way. We're gonna need some Titans TV talk, Swamp Thing TV talk, Young Justice TV talk, Harley Quinn TV talk, Metropolis TV talk. Man, this is this is happening. If you want to team up with the DC TV talk league, Justice thereof and whatnot, uh, <laughs> let me know. Hit me up. Email us flash at uh, dot com. We'll make sure that the email gets to where it needs to go. Ah! 
Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the police in my hood! All right, listener feedback. Man, we got some uh, some tweets in from the uh, the groups on the Twitters. Uh, Christy's saying, I really enjoyed this one. Best episode of the season. Ha- the best episodes of the season have been ones without DeVoe, she says. Amunet was deliciously evil. I uh, love the Iris journalism coming back. Favorite moment was the guy getting his snake eye cut off. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ultimately disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like- good. Like, this is exactly what I'm hoping for. Like, this is this is what I want to hear. If, if folks are loving Amunet, like I said, deliciously evil, great, great description. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad. It, just because I didn't enjoy something doesn't mean that other people can't find great great pleasure in it yeah uh shannon also says uh be kind rewind <laughs> that uh, was that was the italian uh is like uh the mobster wells right yeah the mobster wells you know uh he's over here he's talking about uh what's going on he's a genius and uh i guess an earth where the italians took over and the mafia basically rules everything well what i understand is how do you how do you like have a super intelligent wells in a on an earth that hasn't advanced past vhs yet <laughs> uh, <laughs> well maybe maybe their technology hologram technology in- no 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 he's standing in front of a hologram projector so he can be projected to the other things <laughs> to the other i'm houses. saying man what if they're there in their earth all technology uh really went doubled down on vhs maybe like they're they're Holograms are powered by VHS. Maybe their cars are powered by VHS. Maybe they have VHS computers. <laughs> well, over there. it's you know it, it doubles down on the whole uh, uh, Rick and Morty sort of vibe that they're going to with a council <laughs> where like you know Rick has all this technology that the world doesn't have yet. So it's obvious that that you know the uh, mobster Wells has technology that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah, no that that would actually make some sense. I mean that's that's been the case universally with uh with the Harrison Wells of various earths that they all have access to tech that uh, may not be readily available for everyone else. We also have an iTunes review that came in from Kinpill on iTunes. What did Kinpill have to say? It's a requirement. I watch The Flash and wait eagerly for this. Sometimes I look forward more to the podcast than the actual show. Ha! Hey. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> How about that? That's awesome. Thank you so much for that uh, th- that love via iTunes. And by the way, if you've not headed over to iTunes and written us a review, we strongly encourage you to do so. It's a great way to help support the show without costing you a dime. But if you are willing to spend a few dimes to make sure that you are able to enjoy this content every single week that there's an episode of The Flash, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk where you can become a patron, get yourself some additional good stuff, including at the end of the season, Bell, Bell, this is coming up. We're sending out prints to those of you who are supporting us through Patreon. Oh, it's going to be so good, though. You guys are going to like it. uh, Yes, Rick and uh, Morty-inspired take on Wells and Cisco that I think uh, you're you're really going to love. So that's that's coming your way soon uh, as we uh, close out the season. Looking forward to getting that out to you just as soon as Bell finishes up the artwork. Here's looking at you, Bell. <laughs> Again, that's patreon.com slash TV talk. You can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow us at Flash TV Talk as well as our personal accounts. I'm the real Bo York and Bell is ring that bell. But if 280 characters is it enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And special thanks go out to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music. 
I should also mention, of course, that we are on the Facebook at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Mixed it up, but that's okay. We're just going to roll with it. You know what else we're going to roll with? Where's McSnurdle? Hashtag find McSnurdle. Every single time we go back to Iris and uh, Barry's apartment, I've already got my laser vision on. Still, he's out there. Hashtag find McSnurdle. I'm sorry. She is out there. Hashtag find McSnurdle. Look for the turtle. We will find her. She is out there. <laughs> Until next week, we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.